0: This is NRL Boom Rookies.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. G'day, everybody. All right, we're trying something new now, mate. Like a lot of people know, we usually record both of the week's episodes in one hit on either Monday or Tuesday, but because We've got all the time in the world now, and we figured we'd probably get a fresher product and a more up-to-date product uh, if we just started doing them, each of the two podcasts on a separate day. So here we are live on a Wednesday for a while, <laughs> live <questions> Live. <laughs> <on. laughs> By live, I mean delayed. <laughs> well, it's good, though, because there was a couple of big stories that have yeah. come out in the last 24 hours that we would have otherwise missed. Most notably, your man, Tavita Pango Jr.'s on-again, off-again bromance with the Penrith Panthers. And, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks winning the NBA Championship, which we've been asked questions about as well. Um, but before we do the questions... Let's give a quick Coltrane Cup update. Uh, for new listeners to the show, the Coltrane Cup is our uh, weekly tipping competition, which is only available to Patreon subscribers of the show. Um, basically, the concept is you pick one match per week, but over the course of the year, you've got to pick each team in the NRL at least once, including the Bulldogs and the Broncos. Um, and there's a couple of other rules. But we won't bore you with those. Um, but yeah, so this week, the Broncos were the hot tip. A lot of people hadn't tipped them yet, thought home against the Tigers. Great chance to get them out of the way. You and I both thought that as well. They were by a wide margin the most tipped team this week, and um, Carnage towards the top of the leaderboard with a bunch of high ranking people picking Brisbane. Yeah, I am.
0: Again, we made the the rule that we're not changing our tips, but I wanted to change once I realized how many people on Brisbane when we're talking about it like everyone was getting on us. So it's not great. But also, I then looked through the drawings again. I have to pick them at some point. I have to. And then it. You know, maybe it's against the Cowboys in a couple of weeks, or maybe it was against the Warriors or Sharks. But I'm not at at that confidence still in those ones. so I just did it. They probably should have won. They didn't. But Matt Duggan, shout out for the great Zag tip, who had to tip the Tigers Tigers and took
1: that and got the away tip. Yeah. And that's part of the beautiful strategy of this game. You would have known, listening to the show, that a lot of people were going to go to the Broncos. We know that we both declared that we were. So now there's a lot of people near the top. I think the only people near the top who didn't tip Brisbane this week were Jason and Nick Campton, who are now both equal first um, again. So yeah, it's all hot nut. Yeah. And Jay, well, Jason nearly lost as well, tipping south. Like Jesus it's Christ!
0: Just a funny one to almost lose on, but yeah. yeah, it's for me. And you were playing defense essentially, so I'm not trying to win it. I'm just trying to play defense.
1: We should really stop picking the same fucking teams, then. We
0: should. <laughs> I mean, at this point, yeah. I think at one point we were trying to win it, and now it's like no, I'm playing. We're playing defense. Yeah. And you've slid a bit further down now, haven't you? But it's well, all right. It's, we're still. People have saved some crap tips, yeah. At this
1: point, you it? never know. That's the beauty of it. Disab- uh, and so this week, I was taking the Gold Coast Titans. It's an away tip at home against a half-strength Dragons team. Seems like the logical time to do it.
0: <laughs> you have to do it at some point, right? And the chips are fallen for people who held onto the Titans tip. I, I used them early in you and got it out of the way and you got it done, which is good. But uh, yeah, the chips are in place. I know no fogerty, but they're at home, as you said, at home away. And the Dragons are playing. I mean, Jaden Sullivan's probably an upgrade on Corey Norman now, but it's still not a strong lineup for the Dragons.
1: Yeah, and that's the beauty of this competition. I was sitting pretty, I think, four or five weeks ago, and since then I've lost on the Knights, the Broncos, the Raiders, and now possibly the Titans as well. And that's, that's the beauty of the Coltrane Cup. That's why yeah. it's the best tipping comp around. And remember, if you want to be a part of it, Next year, you can win grand final tickets and stuff We might have to replace the prize for the winner because I don't think anyone's going to be allowed to go to the grand yeah, final. Yeah, I but, know. Uh,
0: maybe we buy them their jersey or something. Yeah, I, or I'm they not... can
1: or they can hold it over to next year if they want to. We'll give them the option or something. Yeah, I, don't know, I, but...
0: I do think we should probably can that idea considering. Um, <laughs> like it's my it's maybe it's played here. Yeah, but well, we'll, but we'll give them we'll, give them, the we'll yeah, give them yeah, the option we'll give them the option.
1: So anyway, but if you want to be a part of that next year, you have to be a member of our Patreon subscription service, mm-hmm. which you can do. For as little as $2 a month, you get uh, access into that competition, as well as priority in the Question Time podcast, which you're about to listen to, Uh, access to our Discord server. Uh, Merchandise is included in your tiers as well. And some of you, the people at the very top of the Patreon tier system, uh, get a shout out every week. So I may as well get that out of the way. I haven't
0: picked yet. Let me pick. I didn't do my Coltrane.
1: I did such a long spiel just then.
0: I know you did, but I'm tipping the sharks, by the way. I, I don't need to tip them. But I need to tip an away team and I can't tip the storm. So Mate, I think, the, dog, I think the
1: dogs might win that.
0: They might, but I have to tip an away team. They're all right. Because we'll I plan get... my next, yeah. like, so I've planned when I'm picking the other teams, right? That are shit. Yeah. And even though they, no one's at home anymore, they've fallen on home games, if you get me. Yes. You know? No, no, I like, feel you. So,
1: like so, so, yeah, I just have to tip. Actually, looking at, well, you can't tip the storm? No,
0: otherwise, it would 100% be the storm I'd be picking right now. Yeah, okay, fair it. enough. And uh, the doggies might win that they're doing that anointing they do every time at the end of the year and actually try
1: still give up. And- how does this happen anyway? <laughs> no, all right. Uh, and a quick thank you to Chris Avnell, Dave, Carlo Tyson, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex, Sojacomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Big Chief 69, Blame Blake Murdy, Blame Hard, Butsy, Cam Bearswick, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hog, and anonymous Backer. Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, James K, Jason, Jez, Joe Cordy, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh German 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Little Cloud X. I think that's a new one. Thank you, Little Cloud X. Mads, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McPay, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, My Ding Dong is Hard and I am Sad, Never Trendy, Party Keg, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Schwarzy, Ty, the not-so-mature-age student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, Turbos Heroes, and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your continued support. Uh, and to everyone in the lower tiers, and to everyone who just listens as well, thank you. Uh, Mitch, Camp and I were discussing yesterday that um, Doc Hogg is, is really he, – he's he started the year on fire as the funniest name on this list, but we've got Party Keg, yes. Big Chief 69, my ding-dong is hard and I am sad. Yeah, It's dot, a hot field now.
0: It is. And uh, Lil Cloud X probably has a mixtape. I'm not saying one of the best names, but that is definitely, they've got a mixtape. He's tape. got a SoundCloud <laughs> somewhere.
1: <laughs> definitely. It's kicking uh, around. I'm going to Google it now. We'll, 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 Lil Cloud X. This is Lil a Cloud X, Google. if you want us look to it. play a SoundCloud at the end of the episodes, just uh, hit us up. No, I they can't find any. Oh, i sure there
0: is a it No, There is a Lil Cloud rapper and Lil Cloud X was Lil Cloud Cross someone um, else. Ah, okay. All right. So, it well. surely is a rapper called Lil Cloud X. We'll, we'll work
1: it out later. Yeah, we will. All right. And without any further ado, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? Are we don't have any questions.
0: Okay, question time over on patreon.com forward slash Boom Rookies. First question, Rowan Edwards, which events would feature in a rugby league decathlon and who'd be the favorite to win gold? Well, if
1: you remember, they used to do the props pentathlon on, um, was it Maddie? Jo- one of the NRL shows on Fox. I can't remember which one, but they used to do the props yeah. pentathlon. They had to throw a cutout ball, kick a 40 20, a sideline conversion. Can't Someone else will remember the rest, but I think maybe they had to catch a bomb or something. Um, but And there was a fifth thing, but yeah, they so used to yeah. do that
0: uh, drop goal, yep. sideline conversion, 40 yep. 20, chip and chase. Yep. And then pass left and right. Yep. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, that's
1: it. Do you remember uh, that, or did you just look that up? I looked that up. Oh, okay, good. I was like, "Fuck, why do you know that?" But anyway, no. all right. So, like, say... I,
0: I, I would never have guessed um, the chip and chase. No, no. I re- I. But the moment I read it, I remembered them.
1: Yeah. But all right. So if we if we were doing the decathlon here, so obviously feel obviously drop goal side like conversion is two. Mm-hmm. I think that's no brainer. Um, pass the ball through the hole.
0: Yeah, in both oh. ways, both directions,
1: yep. both both ways. That's four. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, 40-20 probably makes it Although we've got two Kicking challenges in there Catching a bomb Catching a bomb Offloading Yep. Um, you've got to yep. one hand off. I don't know how you can do that because it's all these things are done alone, right? You're not tackling someone, are you've you? You've got to, yeah. like,
1: uh, I don't know, you got to climb across one of those. They've got the rock climbing thing set up. Yep. So you've got to climb with one arm and offload with the other yeah.
0: or something. But. And uh, you'll do that classic drill. It was always the worst drill at training forever. It was when you had the, for the five or six tackle uh, bags lined up. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go up, hit it, and go back. You're doing a set of six. You're doing one of those, the tackle yep. bags in a row to show you up and back and you can That's tackle. Seven. 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 Um, uh, Jiu Jitsu because the game's been ruled by yeah, the wrestler. You've got to course. choke someone
1: out. Yep. And the fastest choke out. That's that's number one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Um sure. Uh, it's a hundred meter sprint, but it ends with a swan dive underneath the posts with perfect. The ball, ball in hand. Hold on. I like that. I like Faith that. Merit would not finish. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's nine. And um yeah, what's one more? What's oh, post game interview. Oh, that's perfect. Yep.
0: Halftime and postgame. Have it's to one event. You get thirty-second interview without using a cliche. <laughs> yeah, <You> ha- <laughs> it's over. Yeah, I mean, people will last about four seconds. Mm. Uh, that's good. They like it. Let's let's All get right, that. Let's it. get send that one into someone and right. put it on TV. Get
1: get one Antonio Samaranch on the blow. He's definitely not the ISC president yeah. anymore. Dick so, Pound, and- get him involved. <laughs> it's a good mix of events too because I
0: I can name, example, if we did, I think it has to we again weight classes. You know, you've got to weight class it. And in the big fellas, I'm already thinking of like, you know, Dave Taylor's making a return and not great in some of those, but will kill the the conversions, the passing. Trell wins this. Trell wins this, right? Overall, like if it was no weight classes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to think. Like he can offload, he can pass both ways. He kicks goals, he kicks, he takes dropouts. He doesn't do cliched interviews already. Yeah, so that, that's a bonus. Uh, him. And he, we he saw, him, do we saw him interviews. actually run quite fast in Origin, you know, length of field try. Um, but I
0: feel like if it's everybody in the league, there's going to be other dudes who can do things like kicking, for example, you know, depending when that happens in the event. Joey Manu? Like, but i said there's probably halves out there yeah. who can kick. Who, like, my mate, Kata- uh, J- Jermaine Asako, Botler in general, probably go all right at this event. Can he pass example. both sides? Have seen him pass really well one way. You're right. The other side, I don't
1: know. I think that's what, think that's what sets Trell apart here. I think he passes so. on both sides of the ruck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he does those other things. Like he's a good goal kicker, takes dropouts, can run fast, can offload.
0: Kalen Pong was a great
1: shot. Kalen Pong so. is not a bad one, too. Um, f- yeah. Because the, the tackling thing isn't, I mean,
0: that's only six like, tackles. That's a lot of fitness for them.
1: The kid's not getting through the tackles or the offload. Yeah. He, uh, he's fallen down the wayside there. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I think the trolls are a very good shout. If there was one more physical contest, we should probably replace my dumb wrestling one with something that's more <laughs> physical. But yeah, anyway, yeah. That, I think that's that's a great question. I think we've we've got a good answer oh, off there. Off to a
1: flyer. Good work, Rowan. Yeah, Cam Beswick. Have you ever?
0: <laughs> have either of you ever been so angry with someone you've wrestled them to the ground?
1: Yes, once. Like yes. in like school, like when we were little kids, Um I brought my Game Boy to school and I let my friend play it at lunchtime, and he saved over my game on Pokemon. Started you, a
0: new game. He, I'm assuming he's dead now, and he's yeah. buried somewhere. Yeah.
1: <laughs> never friendship was never really the same.
0: Yeah, I um. Well, I was going to mention for you. There's obviously a famous time you were wrestled to the ground.
1: That's not really what happened. <laughs> That's
0: uh, no, I did have a time at high school. Um, I can't remember what the guy did, but it was like a new guy to the school in year seven or year eight, and he he was like one of those guys. Like you know, there's always bullies, right, at high schools. There are. And, um, but he was one of those guys who had the balls to be like bully, like day one at a new school. Like it. And I think he didn't understand that despite me being a big fella, like I was in the rugby team, you know, whatever. I wasn't a loser. <laughs> and yeah, I gave him like a spine buster onto a set of stairs that on like, it was his second day at the school. He was great.
1: So, how did he take that?
0: Not well, <laughs> not well, but it was like concrete stairs in front of our science area. That city just came. At, he, I can't remember what he said to me, but I just fuck, like whatever, I just dealt with it, and that was it. It was over, and never got picked on again by him. But
1: yeah. so that reminds me of that viral clip of the large boy throwing the small boy. Remember that one yeah. that was on a current affair? Well,
0: yeah, I wasn't giant like that.
1: Like, I was no, but that player. video is like, just the great yeah. one of the great videos of all time. Mate, you, gotta,
0: you gotta be eyes up bullying, mate. You gotta scout better than that. You've gotta, you yep. gotta really pick the weak ones out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blake Moretti. <laughs> Have either of you watched the Wild West Tales of Tiger Town, Doco? If yes, thoughts. No, I watched
1: it. Did you like it?
0: Uh, so I've got a couple of takes. First thing, it's fantastic for fans to see that stuff, right? I get that. That's great. See behind the scenes a little bit. They didn't get to. See, they only saw post match. I don't know what's coming in the rest of it. You know, but I think you're an absolute moron if one hour of that change your perception on anything if you thought, for example, if you thought Michael McGuire wasn't doing a good job as the West Tigers coach and came out of that and your take was actually, he's our man. Everyone else is wrong. He's the best coach. There's something wrong with you because all that video shows you is him getting angry post-game and yelling in the box. That ain't coaching. It's just passion and everyone's passionate. Every coach doesn't want to lose. You didn't see anything. And some of the great uh, coaching mock's insights were like, you know, grabs a talk walkie talkie hey uh you guys should tell Jimmy Jimmy the jet that you know he can win this thing. It's like, yeah. oh well <laughs> Jimmy was <laughs> he was standing out there on, on the on on the edge there and he's like
1: fuck Matt says I can I can win this thing. Also it was a <laughs> screenshot of Justin Pasco. And look I'm not like a yeah, yeah I don't oh. shame people for their appearance, but mate just put a suit on for the purposes of this documentary, where you're the CEO of a rugby league. Yeah, and then he went up to um the
0: Tigers game it was Pierce's three hundredth, and I don't know why I left it in there. They were at this weird party, and like, we ran into Wayne Pierce in the stands, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and the conversation is like, he's asked, how Mitch going?" It's like, this is in the documentary. Like, but but he was wearing like a Tigers polo as well. Then and it's like, dude, you're not on the coaching staff. Dress up. Just put a suit on. But, like oh, just, just, as you said. Nobody actually knows if
1: you dress like that the rest of the day, but dress up. So that's it's really like, to, like wear comfortable clothes all you want. But yeah. Like at a documentary about the club, that you're the boss of. You yeah. Can't be there with a you know like black t shirt and jeans, just vibing. Yeah, that's it. But
0: yeah, it's so it's uh, we'll see how the rest of it goes. But yeah, I wouldn't say there's there's not much given away yet. It's just the first episode is almost like mad propaganda. Mm. It Shows his passion yeah. and how much he cares. But they all they're all pa- all coaches are passionate. All coaches care. You know. So we'll um. We'll see what, how it goes from here, but those kind of things like can't knock it because it takes balls to even do what they did as a club so far to even show that stuff. But yeah, that's sort of like hard knocks. There's two seasons of hard knocks. The co- coaches look dumb, even all most of those. The coaches look amazing, and, and almost half them are punted the year after it. You know, but it's like Hugh Jackson looking an idiot and um, Jeff Fisher looking an idiot. That's pretty much it.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, Sam Stevens. You organize a WWE tag team match between Lachlan Lewis and Cody Walker. You have to pick a partner for Lewis and a tag partner for Walker. Yep. The tag partners have to be current NRL players and for entertainment purposes, the match has to be evenly matched. Who do you All pick? Right. This is easy. You got this. You got
1: it. You... Current you NRL match? players. Yes. Why is this easy? There's so many options. But Trell is obviously going with Cody. I mean that's the obvious <laughs> answer, to, but I, I wanted to be. go. I wanted to go a bit more abstract. Yeah, because that, that Lewis has been one of the teams. Because Lewis doesn't really have a like partner in crime. Do you he get doesn't. me? Unless you want to get Lincoln Lewis involved, but or Wally. <laughs> but no, my idea was it's Lachlan Lewis and Jack Whiten against Cody Walker and Kyle Flanagan in a loser leaves town match. <laughs> so if whichever team loses, L- Lewis and/or Flanagan doesn't play first grade again, and White and/or Walker can't play Origin again. Well, my favorite thing, by the way, of the it's
0: come out is what he said. Cody said to him, "Oh my god." Okay, what at least it was like go back to reserve grade. Yeah. But my favorite thing of all of that, by the way, is the fact that Cody Walker didn't play first grade till he was twenty six. That is quite funny. And Lachlan but he's Lewis also is really cur- good. Now. I know, but Cody Lachlan Lewis is currently twenty four. <laughs> and yeah, and if I wish, if Lachlan knew that, maybe he could have come back with that. But he, but he did not. But uh,
1: I. I touched on that. We t- I touched on this briefly. I talked about it offline with some of our friends, but like, well, online, but just not on the podcast. But I do, I just do kind of get annoyed by. The, and now that this sledge is coming out, and as tame as it was, like, I can't help but feel that they're I, I, well, I don't know. I don't know what factors are in play, but like, I can't help but feel that the roles are reversed here. There wouldn't have been the excuses made for Cody Walker that were being made for Lachlan Lewis. Oh, I,
0: they wouldn't have been. But I, I think it's also because. And I, I know some of the stuff he might allude to would be the color of his skin, but I think, and at some point I agree with that with Cody, but Cody has kind of developed a, bit of a, re- a reputation that's deserved for mine with how his play has been the last year or so. I mean, he stood on someone's foot last time they played, you know, Oh, like he did grubby stuff. So rascal. the reaction would have been different because of the the, the rap sheet, but yeah. I, but no, know.
1: it turns out it was pretty innocuous and Local Lewis just lost his damn mind
0: yeah <laughs> it is, that, that was great though and um i would love to see by the way if, if vince mcmahon got his hands on an indigenous australian tag
1: team duo how racist <laughs> they'd be coming out with didgeridoo they'd be called like the didgeridoo dudes oh my fucking god <laughs> they would
0: be and they'd be in the full traditional get up and they'd dance their way down to the ring <laughs> Call him up.
1: He's gonna right. love this idea. Right. We can run this up the flagpole. I'll get <laughs> Grace and Waller on the phone. And then he can tell Vince it's all coming okay, together. Look,
0: we know we know Grace and Waller and Daniel Vito are both white. Yeah. But you, this gimmick, <laughs> <laughs> the three <laughs> dudes, <laughs> three it'll dudes. play. It'll play.
1: The saddest part is none of that would surprise me if it really happened.
0: No, that, that, that could all happen. It could be lifted right from this podcast, and they've been on TV in six months. I'm like, yeah, that's. They would, they would definitely do that. They've always do about Twenty years behind the cancellation. <laughs> That's true. And like I've watched some WWE documentaries like, in the last couple of weeks. Like, and again, those are all great wrestling propaganda because they, they've raised anything they did off, you know, out of the ring. They're like, ah, oh, it was just a bit of fun just, and games or whatever. Yeah. But I, I, did enjoy. Like, I forget, like, fifteen years ago, they still had like wim- like fake sex in the ring, and we were yeah. taking their clothes off. But it's like. This wasn't that long ago. <laughs> they were still doing it. <laughs> they had that ed- when Edge
1: and Lita had like sex. That's, that's how he end. became the rated R superstar, mate. That's a yeah. seminal moment in sports entertainment.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and an embarrassing moment for her that keeps,
0: that never went away. That but... anyway, Sam's got another question. Yeah. This is definitely a bungled question. I haven't got it an is. answer for this. He says, What's your favorite feature length Futura- Futurama episode slash film out of Bender's Big Score? Yep. Yeah. The Beast with a Billion Backs. Yeah. Bender's Game or Into the Wild Green Yonder. All right.
1: So Bender's Game is the best. I think the the, set, the second and third is pretty close. Beast with a Billion Backs is the weakest of the four. It's not terrible, but it's not great. Um, I think Into the Wild Green Yonder was second before they re... Because it was originally like the end, if you get me. Yeah. And I was oh, it's kind of a nice ending, like whatever. But then they just... Did they just made like three more seasons after that? Which I guess kind of cheapened that ending a little bit. So I'd knock that one down to three. I'd say Bender's big score, second behind uh, Bender's yeah. game. Bender's game. I, I have seen Bender's game. I've probably seen all of these. I don't remember. You the definitely names. have
0: Bender's games are banging episodes. The Beast
1: <laughs> back to them with the Beanbag is on where David Cross is the alien with a million tentacles. That's and very good as well. Yeah, it is but, good. They're all good. It's like, but you are asking me to rank them. That's, oh,
0: that's, that's an cool. offensive IMDb rating. I just search one of them. Bender's game, seven point three.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Futurama has some weird ones like that, like Future Stock, which is, in my opinion, like one of the five best Futurama episodes of all time is like 80th on the IMDb list. I don't know. Uh,
0: Futurama is one of those shows that it is better now than it got credit for then.
1: 100%. But it's it's it got better years after. We weren't ready for what the show was. No. I mean, I loved it at the time, but probably not I didn't fully understand it. Yeah. And now it's just like my favorite show, so... Speaking of which, did you see that the the second most recent episode of Rick and Morty got like the lowest rating of any Rick and Morty episode by like two and a half points out of ten? on believe it was like a five. It really did suck, though. It sucked. It was awful. I
0: mean, it's still a great show, but every there's a stinker every like five episodes, now. It's like an like, There was monster. the one where
1: Beth went to like the make believe world with the inbred aliens, like yeah. that one from the, that one kind of sucked. It's
0: it's like they have like you know they get ten episodes and they've written eight good ones,
1: yeah,
0: and they're like shit. We signed a contract for ten. What's in the bin from like season before season two or whatever? What do we not? What do we use?
1: Yeah, I just do it. (laughs) I loved the first, loved the first three episodes of the season though. Thought they were great.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad the um the Rick and Morty hype died down a little too because that community was ruining. Dude, it was up there with Star Wars. Hey,
1: like in terms of fans ruining things.
0: Yeah, it was like the sweet and sour sauce thing. Oh God. Sorry, not sweet and sour sauce. What, what's Sesh sweet? one, one sauce, yeah. yeah.
1: Kill me. Too soon.
0: Uh, yeah, Luke Sturkenboom. What players have you guys changed your opinion opinion on the most over the years? For example, someone you believe was extremely underrated and now you think is overrated. I
1: don't think either of us has ever been wrong about anything. <laughs> so that's um, going to be
0: tough. Okay, here's one. And I think everyone's done this one. Isaiah yo. He's, in my opinion, he was barely a first grade footballer four years ago, you know, and he's mer- mer- merged, like he, more, sorry, developed from like an average center to average back rower to one of the best lock forwards in the game. Um, thought he was overrated because people rated him when he was like terrible four or five years ago, but I don't think
1: he's underrated now. But I guess my counterpoint to that would be, I never really had any strong opinions on Isaiah. Yeah,
0: yeah fair,
1: <laughs> but he is great now. You're right. Um, I, I remember laughing me, at him,
0: mate, in like two, in, when he was like 22, he spoke about playing rep football. I've never seen an interview on laughing. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh yeah, you, you, rep football for you, mate. Like, <laughs> I'm
1: trying to think of guys I might have like, I like when when Trello was playing in the centres with Joey Manu, and people were talking about like, oh, Joey Manu's is the better player, I kind of scoffed and was like, oh, he's all right, but he just looks good because he's playing for the Roosters, blah, blah, blah. And I was wrong. He's awesome.
0: He's and he I don't seems like I didn't think, he was, ba- I
1: didn't think yeah. he was bad. I just was like, Oh, this guy's all right. I don't see the hype people saying he's like the best center in the world or anything like that, but he's pretty close now. Yeah. Um, yeah. anyone else? Uh, there's definitely
0: plenty. I mean, but it's more the I don't know the there's been one being wrong on, but definitively in one camp that has
1: changed to the other camp. I think camp. since this podcast started, the one we were the most wrong on is probably Tui Lola here. Yeah. Oh, I'm wrong on Milford as well. No, oh, but at least he, Milford was the best player in a great he won, won, like, Yeah, I love Tui, garbage. Tui just never really had the heights that we expected him to get to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think who's like really proven me wrong. Plenty of them have. I mean, I get, you know, again, I thought Cleary was a really, he was a good first grade half. Cleary's probably see, a good answer. To this I didn't see yeah. him being special. I saw him being like, Because he came into first grade, he came in a different way. Like you look at guys like Sam Walker and other ones, usually when young halves come in and they're ready, they're up to the level, they have the sparkle at first and have to develop the rest of it. Cleary came in with no sparkle. Yeah. He could like defend and kick. And I was like, well, fuck, this guy's never like, if he hasn't got, you know, a great playmaking now. It's not going to turn up because it never mm. just turns up. No. What's well, wrong on that? That did just turn up. Also, Drome Luai got a lot of penance on this, but Jerome Luai looked garbage after like, his first, his debut for a couple for like a year there. But no, that that's a great combination. Um I'm trying to think any I mean, you you like-
1: were I mean, you were you were pretty hyped about Tom Dearden for a while there.
0: Jesus, like, Jesus Christ! Isn't he something?
1: Like, <laughs> I've also
0: heard Score he's one like, for I've also heard he's not enjoying his time in, in Queensland. Yes. What, a, oh, what a basket case! Like, yeah. he looked better at his debut at eighteen than he does now. And whatever head case, granted, I'd still take um, him over town. The deal they gave Townsend—that's for sure.
1: That's probably true. Came, um, like, yeah. Anyone else? That's a lot. We've, we've done a few.
0: I'm trying to think. There's more. There's got to be more. There's obviously I mean, more, but like. I, yeah, there's hate. Listeners will be sitting there and thinking, oh, you were wrong with this guy from my club or that guy, this guy. Oh, Mitch Moses. There's another one. Yeah, good shout. And also
1: me constantly believing in Luke Brooks on the flip side of that. See, I believed at one point, but I gave up on him last year. I'm still there, baby. I'm Bring gone. him to the South next year. We'll fix him. It's fine. It,
0: oh, but the thing is, so this might not be right, but the Telegraph Rich List is in the vicinity, right? They're in the vicinity sure. of what players are making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have Luke Brooks down on 850K next year in the year yeah. after, after the salary cap reduction.
1: Oh, that's quite a bit. He's not going fucking anywhere. Like yeah, even true. if he doesn't because <laughs> no like, one else is gonna give him that.
0: Like, it, or if even if someone gave him half of it, like he's not worth 400 k right now. He's not like you can get probably you can probably get Ash Taylor and Anthony Wilford for 400 k <laughs> And I'd I'd rather have both of those guys because I feel like both broken but they both have a much higher ceiling than Luke Brooks does. I'd rather fix those two as a project than fix Luke Brooks. So it feels like they're going to get rid of him. It has to be like England or something. And it has to be him accepting less money. And, that, or, but it'd be, I guess he'd only do it if someone offered him more years. Well, does I don't that
1: know. weirdo still own Salford Maybe they just get him on the phone. No, he doesn't. Like, oh, that would have been a good out for them.
0: But yeah, so I don't know what they're going to do there. But like I, I knew he was on a decent deal and it was... Back ended ish, but then it's like God. If it's even again six fifty above is is problems. Eight fifty is nuts.
1: What uh, about we? We kind of not not. We were kind of thinking where goes is like done ish a couple of years ago, and he's just sort of
0: he starts every season like
1: that now though. Yeah, like he's and he's <laughs> like good still. So yeah, maybe uh, him. I don't know. There's a lot.
0: There's a lot.
1: Anyhow, I'm trying to think anyone from my team. I'm pretty good with South players usually. Like I don't obviously Alex Johnson memes aside. I don't really overrate. Any I'm trying or, to think. He, okay. Under, I maybe I probably a bit a little bit wrong about Campbell Graham at South. Actually, here's one:
0: Ken McInnes. We will ride on and then wrong on <laughs> like that. We sort of yeah. play his first year like this guy is special. Then he's next year at South, like what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yep. And then he was good again at
1: <laughs> yeah. the Dragons, and now he's going to be good for Cronulla next year. Yeah. Playing lock. He's playing lock, or is Bray? Like, what's happening? a Brayley still lock. there?
0: Isn't it? Yeah, I think he's playing lock. But yeah, it'd right. be good. good for him to think, who have you been wrong on at Souths? Because I'm, yeah. Um, well, I
1: didn't think Campbell Graham was a big loss last year when he got hurt, and I was wrong because it yeah. probably cost us the grand final appearance.
0: Yeah. Um, um, you hung on to George Burgess for a long time, but I, I, I did. understand why you did that though.
1: It was at one point the best prop in the league, so. Yeah, um, trying to
0: think who else. Nah, it's it's been a while. Daniel yeah,
1: sucked a- his first year there, but of course. But was. I was I wasn't on I know,
0: it. I know, like, know to same, but it's like yeah, he sucked his first. I'm like year yeah, there, I blindly
1: defend Alex it. Johnson playing fullback, but like deep down, I knew. Yeah, I knew.
0: and again, experiments. Everyone's like, oh, a couple more games. Everyone thinks like that, honestly. But no, it's yeah, garbage. Uh, next question. Pat Lawrence. What are your favourite rugby league logos, past and present? Ooh, that's a great question. General club ones, right? You're talking about? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay, so I loved um, I loved the um, the circular Parramatta one they had in the 90s. Like, I I love that logo. I think that's like, growing up, like that's like the quintessential like, rugby. And they do kind of have it again now with their current one, but like the sort of like paley blue sort of. Almost fluoro one they had a few years ago, like it's not a few years ago, like in the 90s now. I loved that one. Um, the Western Reds logo was awesome when they were in the league. Um, the, I mean, obviously, the Rabbitoh is timeless and quite unique, but it's you know, it's just a white bunny, it's not particularly, you know, um, exciting. Um, what about you? Ones I like, uh, yeah. The Gold
0: Coast Tweed Giants
1: Okay, yeah, I like
0: that <laughs> um, The Illawarra Steelers
1: Steelers is a classic, yeah uh,
0: I liked the original Broncos It's almost my
1: favourite my favorite logo Don't hate the current one It's a chess piece I liked the um, Magpie Just the Magpie in the Western Suburbs as well
0: uh, Who else is really good? I think- actually, oh, I, I, you know what
1: like? I really like? The really yeah. old manly one with the Eagles carrying the football And it just says MW on it It's quite good actually I
0: uh, think the Bears logo sucks. A lot of people like it. I think it sucks. Generic bear. It is. That's what also why the, t- the Tigers logo sucks currently too. Just generic. Uh,
1: Bulldogs is fine. What else is bad? The Panthers War- logo right now is terrible. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, Titans is garbage. Um, yeah. Raiders, man, whatever. The Raiders Dragons and Titans ones. Good. The Raiders and Titans ones look like when you create your own franchise in Madden. Like yes, just-
0: and the old Raiders one again
1: was good. Yeah, the old like the weird dude with the mustache. Yeah, it was good. I just I
0: understand that it's, the head needed to be updated a little because it was like definitely looked like a child drew it. But the rest of it was good. The current <laughs> logo, the as you charm. said, mate, like the current logo is that, that's surely that's getting updated soon. It's such insane with the tigers, mate. It's Such mid two thousands those logos, and
1: and um, the Titans one was outdated before they even launched it. And I, I do kind of like when in the Roosters with the Sydney City Roosters, and they had like the cartoon chicken taking a giant, muscly the chicken. In the that yeah, one. that one yeah. was
0: cool. Yeah.
1: Bulldogs still got a good logo. Um, the zombie shark, the old one with the shark just looks like an evil yeah. zombie shark, is, is funny.
0: Man, these logos still good too, by the way. Like it just yeah. is. It just, uh, yeah, South's one of the best. Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: the, it's one of those scenes,
0: mate. In almost all sports, traditional looking logos look better. They just do. And as, I'm trying to think if there's an an, an outlier.
1: Oh, well, look, I know whereas this might a, be... Where's a modern logo that I like? The the, the New Newtown Jets one kind of sucks, right? Because it's just the New it York is, Jets just completely ripped off. It's
0: terrible. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's like... So what's an ultra... Even other sports. Is there an ultra-modern logo you think
1: looks good? Oh. um. Well, we all remember what, what happened when um, Leeds tried to change their badge a couple of years ago. Yeah, oh God, worst it was terrible. Thing of all time. Uh, I'm trying to think of like... NFL ones that I like. I mean, I I'm like to the Raven, to. but it's not particularly special. Like the best the best NFL ones are like the old school ones, like just the Chicago Sea and the Dallas Star. Yeah.
0: I mean, the Baltimore Ravens one look good though, looks good though, cause it's like the West Tigers one is the same as like a couple of
1: colleges in America, right? Yeah. The Baltimore exactly. Raven Raven is the Baltimore Raven
0: Raven, you know. Of all
1: the new ones, I think maybe the Buccaneers is probably the best one. It's kind of cool. The yeah. flag with the pirate on it.
0: Yeah, I was a big fan of the Bucks whole thing yeah. in general until old mate got there. But nah, the flag, Tampa the Tom. flag, I'm all about it. The flag with the sword. Did you not hear as his well? joke
1: yesterday? He made a joke what, about Trump losing it? the election. It was great.
0: I'm sure he did. He's a great PR man. Yeah, his PR it's, team's fantastic. It's well,
1: well, it's worked on me. So
0: it has. Um, you're trying to think other rugby league ones. Is there other countries? No, Super League ones are all kind of generic to me as well. So,
1: um, I wouldn't know. I was. I know Catalan Dragon having a pretty good one a few years ago.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think who else has got a good one in English rugby league. Leeds rhinos.
1: Do you reckon? No.
0: <laughs> like, no, like it's just a rhino, as we know. Uh, but
1: like rhino is kind of unique. Like I can't. It is. There aren't any other that's why the Rabbitohs is cool. Like there just aren't any other teams that have that animal.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Whereas like, oh, giants, tigers. It's like great. There's a million other.
0: But the Catalan one's all right, but it has like all this riding around the outside that just doesn't need to be there.
1: Yeah, fair. (laughs) Wasn't the London Broncos one just the Broncos one, just with London on it? Yes. Uh,
0: Gold Coast Chargers was a great one too, by the way. Oh yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah, and okay. What do you think of the Storm logo? It's it's alright. I like the old one more as well because again, the new one is just like. I mean, again, being unique's great, but I liked the old one with the cloud. And the guy with his arm and the whatever. The guy with you know?
1: the lightning bolt, yeah.
0: Yeah, the guy with the lightning bolt still there now, but it's just like one arm. I like the old one yeah. where he looked like he was about to throw something down. Yeah, if up. I can have a go. Yeah, the dig, you your cat, mate. Run it straight. Throw it straight. Yeah. And then the new one, yeah, it's a bit soft for me. But oh, anyway, uh, let's go next question. Visuals, after yeah. all. Josh Brandon. Yeah. Given that it was clearly South Ross' management led to Adam Mendel's taking a deal to move to Brisbane against his better wishes. Do you expect Bunny fans will still boo him when he comes to town in Broncos colors in 2022? Well, first
1: of all, bold to assume that Australia will have crowds at sport in 2022. Um, but second, even exist. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I can't imagine a world where South fans boo Adam Reynolds. No, neither. We should have spoken about this
0: one earlier. We did, we're going, we didn't.
1: Panguy as well. He's He
0: might get booed. Yeah. He might get booed. When Do you play them football. again before the end of the year? No, we played Penrith this weekend, but oh, he's so suspended he's this be, weekend. Yeah. Pangai suspended. Yeah. Oh. That's it. I mean, that whole thing, mate. You might as well talk about it now. Yeah, let's do it. So I'm I'm not hurt because I knew the breakup was coming. It was coming, it was coming all year. Obviously it was coming. he has gone, whatever, but uh how do you feel about I don't care about the Bulldogs move. How do you feel about the Panthers one? What's happened
1: right now? Obviously this year the the deadline's been extended. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? Wick you and I and anyone else that watches American sport is kind of desensitized to this stuff because it happens all the time, but it just doesn't happen in rugby league. And the fact that, and the way that this is happening and like already, already there's realistically only two teams that can win the comp Mm -hmm. kind of doesn't, it's a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth just purely because a, as you said, they extended the deadline and B we don't see this in Australian sport very much.
0: The last time it happened. And again, I haven't, Someone out there will know, but but I haven't thought of one that was in NRL that went from NRL to NRL club this late. The only two examples I can think of, Sonny Bill, obviously, last year, and Mark Gaznia back from French rugby. And that one was a rort, and everyone was mad about that one later down the track when we found out down the track. We didn't get it really reported at the time, but it was like 50 grand for that year. Heavily back ended deal, but he retired out of it. So he didn't. they never paid that money at that time. And the Gaznier kind of thing kind of shaped how this stuff happens now. Like the valuations, for example, like Pangai couldn't play for the Panthers for free. You know, he has to pay for a minimum amount, whatever it is. I think something like 30K a game or something he has to get there. I'm not sure. But it just so late in the year, like you said, I'm American Sports, I'm so used to this. I'm so used to, you know, trade deadline buyouts and guys like Andre Drummond who was shit anyway, but, you know, getting bought out by the Cavs and turning up on the Lakers for free. I'm so used to that, but I don't really understand this one for anyone but Pangai himself. Like, I don't get why the Broncos needed to save like 100k because I know they can bring cap forward, man, but honestly, I refuse to believe they haven't got dick loads of cap space. Like, they lost so many massive contracts this year and next year. I don't know if they really need it that much. I get they might need it, but I also don't understand why Panthers are taking like it's a risk they don't really need to take. If you get me, like, they're throwing an unknown into their situation they didn't need to throw in. Like yeah, already like I know he make, might make them a better team. He He's might. a good
1: player, but he also might lose them a semifinal by getting sent off.
0: And like it's it's yeah, he might do that, or you know he might not fit in that great with the playing group. All this like. And also because of the weird rules and restrictions I now, it's not a normal life where you we're playing together
1: now either. It's just a strange yeah. thing. Like
0: it's a risk. I'm not sure they had to take. And yeah. I, and,
1: and, and look, yeah. I was woefully wrong about it in 2015 or 16 when Hayne came back and joined the Titans.
0: Oh, I said that was gonna be terrible. Yeah. Ugh.
1: And that's like it's the same sort of thing. And obviously he's not on the level of Hayne either in terms of the distraction or the poor attitude at training, but. In terms of the way it can disrupt the team if you bring in anyone from outside which and if he's playing that means someone else who's been a part of this riot with penrith is not playing whether that's Sorensen or Lenny or someone else i don't know but it means that someone who is a, a part of that group who i assume everybody else likes is now going to miss out on playing in big matches to accommodate someone else and yeah i know everyone wants to win but you you know you put that at, you, you you imagine that at any level of sport like even if in my park soccer team like if if we brought in some good player in the last three weeks, and like one of the guys I've been playing with all year just had to like not play for the finals, I'd be like, "This, this is shit. Like, why are we doing this? It's kind yeah. of bullshit." Um, and yeah, you can extend that logic to any level, I think. And it's not, it's not like the NFL where there's a billion guys on a team or whatever, and guys get cut and traded every week. It's not. This is a really unique scenario, and I'm shocked that it's. I'm shocked, it happens so well, Actually, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. It, it's. If, if this was ha- if the Roosters or Souths was getting him or the storm, yeah, people would be up in arms, yeah. But because it's Penrith, they don't care,
0: yeah, 100%. And I, I actually I don't actually really I don't, care, I don't care
1: either. It's just a bit weird,
0: it is a bit weird. And I, don't, I just want to say the main benefit I see is for Pangai himself because I don't see it I the other clubs in Brisbane. I know they're two wins off of the spoon, but it's still gangs we won. I don't know, they've shown it's too easy to get out of there this year in the past, but. Yeah, Penrith, I just don't get the unknown. And I would definitely not begrudge people for being really mad at it because, like, I don't think we push the deadline back for this type of shit. You know? <laughs> um, and if, if we're going to start doing this stuff, like Tanua Brown, for example, being on loan and air quotes at the Dragons, again, isn't allowed. Again, it's a thing where the I think the Warriors have to terminate his contract, right? And the Dragons have to terminate his contract again. And then but everyone's like agreed it if we're going to let these things happen make it the official rules or don't let it happen yeah you know make it a transfer system make it allowed to happen or don't let it happen because i'm and i'm pro loans and all this kind of stuff i'm pro all that i'm like because it shakes the game up a bit and let's you know harry grant thing happened was really cool all that kind of stuff but let's make it actual rules not what clubs are doing now and it just seems like there's a there's going to be a breaking point at some point where fans will be furious about how unregulated it is currently. And it hasn't happened yet. Like the Gasney thing brought in rules last time. But say if Pangai goes on to either have a big impact on him winning or losing the comp, people will be up in arms either way. You know, Say he has a big prelim game, plays really well and gets him into the grand final. Or say yeah. he has a, a does something dumb in a prelim, people will lose their minds either way. But it just yeah. doesn't seem right that in our current system that one of the best players from one of the worst teams
1: can freely walk into one of the best teams. Just, just that it is a bit strange. Yeah. yeah. And again, if this was basketball. No one would bat an island, but yeah. it's not.
0: So, but it's not, and we don't know the salaries. We don't know any of the benefits or other stuff. Anyway, Carl Robson. Oh, I've missed I've missed two there. We'll go back up. Anyway, Cole <laughs> Robson does say with the Sharks signing of Nico Hines to a roster already boasting Matt Moylan, Connor Tracy, and Braden Trindle mm. and Ruben and in Corin Watson. We'll appear that Fitzgibbon is halfway towards assembling a utility seventeen. Yeah. Presuming everyone is off contract and ready to join the madness, who else should they be targeting?
1: Uh, before I read the second half of the question, I was like, the word boasting is doing a lot of heavy lifting here. But yes. um name your best utility seventeen oof, with current players. Okay. 17, people love us. What's the criteria for a utility? you got to play three positions and half 5 counts as one?
0: I'm trying to think, because then it can't be three, right? Because then Nico and Moylan don't count. Oh, yeah. All right, fine. Um Anyway, so the f- the f- like Connor Watson is straight in, no matter what. The yeah. first two are locked in. Connor Watson and Tyron Peaglia are in the side. Yeah. They have to be there. That's what they do. Okay. Uh So we'll have one of them plays lock and we'll just cheat and put Peachy in the back row. Okay. Maybe he plays prop for Christ's sake. Who cares? (laughs) Um, Uh, um, John Asiata. Asiata, that's another one. Oh, there we go. He's one of the props. Perfect. Um, Okay. So Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt. Yeah, he counts as well. He's hooker. Yeah. So we have hooker, one prop. We need another prop and another back rower. Peachy will be in the back row. Connor Watson at lock. Wade Graham, the other back row when he's alive.
1: Easy. Will that, will we'll come count? back to prop. We'll come back. we we'll come back to prop. Okay. Uh Marno's in the centers. Yeah. fullback five eight. Luttre- stags Staggs, the other center? Uh, do we do Latrell? Because like Latrell only plays center fullback. I feel like that's not enough. Whereas the other two guys can also play five eight. Yeah. Look, I, I, actually Trell's play five. Look, actually, no, Luttrell Luttrell played has five, played eight, five as well. eight. Right, has put, play-
0: uh, put uh put stags in the wing. Staggs in the wing? Well no, fuck it. We'll do it. And right. is Tommy Turbo's like, I don't know if he counts because really he, he was being an NRL fullback. I don't think it counts. Oh, that. That,
1: that, that's our other prop. Josh Schuster. Yes.
0: Fuck it. He's getting, that's great. I love that. But yeah, we can't, I don't think we can count Tommy Turbo, can we? Wing
1: center. He's never played. I never, mean, he's, but he, he, I know he's played, played wing center fullback. I know, but he hasn't really played wing or center at club level yeah, since he's Yeah, only, year. only in Origin. Like, like I don't think, think counts. It, yeah, it counts. Yeah,
0: that's fine. Um, so, so we need halves of
1: fullback. Well, And a winger. Well, Connor Tracy's on the wing. Yeah. Easy. You bailed then, that one. Um, and then, uh, is Scott Drinkwater in the team somewhere?
0: Oh, okay. I like that too. Drinkwater can be the fullback. Because we're, we're almost, is, all, all out of position almost. All yeah, of and them.
1: the bench is Hines, Moylan. Trindle. Who's our halves though? We haven't
0: got a halves pairing.
1: Oh, Moylan's 5'8". Five, Moylan's five, and Trindle's halfback.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's got to be better utility with me. Oh, mate, Will Smith's the 14 on this team. By the way, okay, not good enough fine. to make the starting 13. There's your 14. Um, Jack is 15.
1: No, or maybe Elliot Whitehead plays 5A. That's a good one.
0: I like that. But yeah, Moylan
1: thought on the side didn't make it. Okay, he's 18th man. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, so- is, is and so Dewey Dewey's on the on the bench then. Do we get into it? I like it. That's a 17. All right. We've named at least 17 players. There you go. We did it. There you
0: go. I like that. That's not a bad team. The forward pack's got issues. <laughs> <laughs> They're four players. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Next question. Michael F. If the NRL introduced draft picks and a proper trading system, which coach would be the Bill O'Brien equivalent and trade the farm for nothing in return? <laughs> Who could be the best at getting better? Uh, Obviously, Nathan okay. Brown. Yes. Oh, I mean... Nathan Brown. i trying to think who else could fall for that. It's got to be pressure on their seat as well. I think Nathan Brown's a good one. I think Anthony Griffin would do it for an old Bronco. <laughs> like, possibly, yeah. Easy. Um, who'd be the best at getting value? I mean, one of the best things, and it's an easy answer, but I would call the storm, the Patriots of the NRL, not because they always get it right, but because they make a shitload of moves and the Patriots make heaps of shit moves and people don't care about them. The storm sign heaps of players and no one cares that like uh, Albert Verde doesn't work out or sand oil doesn't work out. Whatever. They're the same ones. They're not the best, but they're like in the middle somewhere, you know, on trade and trading. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, who would be the best at getting value? I don't know. It's probably, would you say it's probably the Roosters? Yeah, it'd have to be. Yeah. Because the storm of like, they have a system, as we said. That's like the same thing with the, the Patriots, have a system. The Roosters rotate, like bring people in every year, and they're just good. <laughs> like they acquired Sam Walker, you know, they brought in the Morris boys when they did, they got Cooper Cronk. They make the good moves, they're the best ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Little Cloud X. Now the NRL's in a bubble. Which team is going to have a run similar to the Bubble Suns, and why is it the Tigers? <laughs> well, it is. He's right. It's not. It's the boys. It's team it's... of the show... Team of the podcast. Come on, Mitch. Get on board. Uh, I don't know. It's a good question, but everyone's in the bubble, so it's hard to see from there. I'm not. It's not the Tigers. They can't is, defend.
1: Though. I don't know. It is though. It's not the Raiders. It's nobody. <laughs> it's it's probably the. If you had to pick one, it's probably the Raiders. But yeah. I'm just going to say the Tigers yeah, because right. fuck yeah. Uh,
0: Cam Beswick, Bucks
1: NBA champs. Mm. How good? It is good. And it was nice to just have a series where I didn't dislike either team. I was just sort of mm. enjoying it. Yeah, same for me, mate.
0: Like I know we've spoke about it before this, and I did say I didn't didn't I was cheering for the Bucks, but it wouldn't have killed me if this if the Suns won. But it felt like I actually had goosebumps after the game today, which doesn't often happen for other teams' championships, you know. But it's been – it sounds dumb, but, I've, you know, watching the the games as a fan for the last decade or plus, every finals I carried the weight of the LeBron legacy with me for no reason, but because everything was a narrative. And the same thing with the Warriors, right? Didn't want the Warriors winning. And even though the Kawhi – and Warriors series happened, and they took it. The Warriors are still there. Kawhi was still a rental. This felt like the first, like, this team built this, and this team did this championship in, like, 10-plus years. what, like the Mavs? Or the Celtics as well in, like, 2008, even though they kind of moved around too. But, yeah, Mavs, early Spurs, Spurs days. Yeah, yeah, but it's in the last decade, it's, like, 2008-ish or so. Um, yeah, it was, that was good, and it was just nice seeing, like, NBA is just a dumb narrative-driven sport, and it, that's one thing that does that does kill the analysis of it. Is like, you know, LeBron James isn't a big game player because someone else hit a bucket, and all this other garbage. And and Giannis, Giannis's um, his media coverage has really really changed the last week or so. Like he was not a guy who was attacked, but he's like I know he's been attacked on some levels, attacked more by his fellow players and his by the media, but and fans as well, but he was not really given the airtime he deserves, not only as a player, but as an, as an entertainment character, if you get me like really great quotes, you know, great Instagram live. Interesting dude has a different attitude than other NBA players. He talks about being humble a lot, but doesn't just say I'll be humble has that whole method. If you sent seen an interview the last week talking about like remembering the past is ego Doing it now is humble, all that kind of stuff.
1: Great guy. He was really get the coverage. because get the when he hoarded all those bottles of water to take home with him in that big yes. bag?
0: Oh yeah, and one of the one of the best stories of his career is when he got his first check, paycheck, one of his first paychecks, and he went to what does it call it? not FedEx. He went to Western Union over there, and wired transferred all his money back to Greece, and then left himself no money. His credit card didn't work, so he left himself no money to get to the stadium to play. So he like just started running through Milwaukee and then someone random picked him up and was like, oh, Are you that Bucks rookie? Are you that dude? He's like, Yeah, I am. I got no money. He's like I gave all my money to my family. And I like took him to the stadium and dropped in there. But yeah, always been a different cat in that regard. But what I'm saying is that this his run to the finals and this whole finals was such little garbage narrative chat there was no dumb legacy chat like, oh, LeBron loses this, he's ne- not better than Jordan, or if Steph loses it's this, or you know, this Warriors can't lose, I've got KD, all that. There was none of that garbage. Ja- uh, Giannis won it in his way. And he wasn't afraid of, in the big moments, letting Chris hit those shots. Giannis was the final MVP. But Chris hit the biggest shots of the series. And he doesn't give a fucking shit. Whereas, you know, for other guys, man, you know, the same thing, like, mm. if- KD hits the big shot. It was somehow a negative on Curry. If you know, in the Cavs. Oh, Kyrie the- made that three. Yes. So LeBron's a fraud. Like, yes. That dumb bullshit. shit. That shit didn't exist in this series. So that was awesome. It was a great win. And it felt like, you know, we've been through the super team era and the LeBron era. And I'm not saying this is a change of the guard because Brooklyn have built their super team, but it felt like the hard path. Anyone who argues the Bucks are a super team because they have all stars is a fucking moron. Because there's plenty of teams out there that had three All-Stars that suck in, in over history. But it's just, yeah, it feels like a real organization. Like they grew, they did the right things around around Giannis. They built with Chris. They they dedicated themselves. And he decided to stay, he didn't go the whole off-season and say he might leave this off-season. He resigned. they brought in Drew. They went all in. They got a new stadium, all that kind of stuff. Awesome, huh? I just, I loved it. And I had goosebumps after it. And I watched <sighs> all the post-match stuff. It was great. It was great. And then our friend Scott put in a DM for us today. We might as well credit him. He mentioned um, it's now four straight seasons with the four different NBA champions.
1: That's pretty cool. For,
0: for a league that keeps getting called, oh, the super team league, and you've got to be in one of the big markets. Fuck that. But that last occurred in 2006 to 09. Mm-hmm. But that, that run also included... The f- Lakers,
1: Celtics, Spurs, yeah. and Heat.
0: Yeah, and also included um, the Spurs fourth and the Lakers first of a repeat. Yeah. Uh, prior to that it, they hadn't had four different champs since 1978 to 81 oh, wow. and that run still included celtics and, celtics and lakers which are like you know big dynasties at the time yeah so it's a pretty cool time for for the nba i mean it's always an interesting sport but anytime a team like the bucks can win it it's just good as a fan i know there's some people who jerk off about ratings and stuff i don't know what's wrong with them big markets big market uh, Ray blowers, I call myself. Friends. <laughs> friends have it, people who love the big markets, don't know what's wrong with them because there's 32 teams and only so many. In, in why markets. would you so want teams? Only so many. Yeah, I've never...
1: if you're a neutral, why on earth would you care more if the NBA Finals is the New York Knicks versus the Los Angeles Lakers than you would if it's Phoenix first? The, the ratings. The, the I get the ratings because right. more people in But like, don't I don't, don't know why... Yeah, yeah, but I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know why a random person who doesn't support either the Lakers or the Knicks, who doesn't live in New York or Los Angeles, would care more.
0: And, oh, and the worst thing about it too is like from the day good players are drafted to a small market team, those dumbass... Janice no, I mean, like...
1: will be getting linked with the Lakers tomorrow.
0: Janice, yeah, she was being really linked... like last. Like all the photos of off last offseason happened... Now, now Dane Willard is going to lead the Blazers. That's the Blazers' fault, but they've done the opposite of what the Bucks have done. They haven't built effectively around him. But he's still stayed there for a long time. But, you know, Zion goes drafted to the Pelicans and the talk from, like, day dot is like, when's he going Ooh. to New York? Yeah. Or when's he going to somewhere else? It's like, that stuff, that's garbage. You know, that's, it makes sports interesting. Like, what's the point of having so many teams You're trying to condense all the talent into six of them? Yeah. So okay. this is a great win for the league even if Phoenix won a win great as well, uh, it maybe it's the Greek Greek freak's time to be the guy in the league. Maybe the other dumb part of the whole narrative of his career till now is that, again, he's only 26 now, and we all know LeBron and Jordan didn't win them young, but people kept talking about he needed a ring, and he's a fraud because all he's is tall and dunk and plays physical and whatever. He wins the way he he wins in. But he's the one dude who has the potential to take the league over from LeBron. Luca has it as well, but it's like those guys, because KD has it, but he's older. Like, There's going to be someone who's going to be the bearer for the next five or six years in that, in that regard. And maybe this is his time to do that, which would be sick, because I think he's an awesome dude, a great influence in the league, and, and hopefully a good in- influence on the culture of basketball from here. Yeah. Hopefully this is what validates him. You shouldn't have to take a championship
1: to validate you, but... The Celtics took Kelly Olynyk two picks before Jonas.
0: I mean, that's always that's always <laughs> that that so close. If... Yeah, but it's always a tough one. When people review these drafts and go, "Oh, someone's you know." Look at these eighteen players went before that.
1: This guy. was the draft where, like, the Cavs took Anthony Bennett first, yeah. and everyone was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. I mean, and they were right. I
0: know, but it's one of those things. in NBA draft usually post post the first like a couple of them. It's all dart throws. Yeah, and the Bucks have taken a guy with potential who obviously the athletic freak years has gone and done that. But we've, you know, this guy like Nikola Jokic or Jokic, whatever you call him, but Jokic is the... I just said Jokic. <laughs> but anyway, Nikola was the first second round pick to win the MVP since Willis Reed, like 50 years ago or something. And you never see the dumb things like, look at these 50 players went before... Nikola Jokic, so it was great. It was a good season, man. And even though it's a LeBron stand, it's good. uh, It was just good to not see the Nets win it because I just that type of the of the NBA bores me. I know it gets the best ratings and that kind of stuff. I know that, but it doesn't mean it's interesting for me as a fan who watches all year round. Like I know the Warriors and the Lakers are good for the league when that's a thing. The Warriors and Cavs was great for the league. The best ratings I had in years. It was because more people who just tuned in for them. But I'm not one of
1: those people. I don't give a shit. I'm sorry. who watches basketball all year round. I don't want that. Yeah. I c- couldn't agree more. And it just, it makes, and that's, it's always, that's why a lot of people struggle to get into like soccer. If they're not a fan of soccer growing up is for this reason. It's like the same teams are good every year. There's no mystery. There's no salary. cap. There's no way to just stop the big teams from spending more money than everybody else. And it's nice when we have a run like this in the NBA where, it's intriguing. I don't know who's going to win next year. LeBron's getting older. The Brooklyn guys can't stay fit. It's yeah. like, who knows? Maybe That's Phoenix it. runs it back. Maybe the Bucs do. Maybe the Clippers. I don't know. I
0: don't know. And the offseason could be huge because, like, Chris Paul's probably going to opt out, is the word, and go get a longer deal for less money. Be, but
1: I think the Suns would be fine with that.
0: Do you reckon? I know. He was don't know. really bad. He was bad pretty good today, two. actually. Yeah. He was really bad the last two games before this, but he, he's definitely put his stamp on that franchise. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's going to be interesting again. Like what happens is off season. And yeah, just, it's, a, it's a, obviously basketball is a healthy sport. Just fix the goddamn refereeing. I hate being this guy But it's the biggest gap between the NBA and watching the international basketball. Now is that like the soft core. Yep. Yes. Okay. Next question. Last question on Patreon before discord. Ben Wallace says at this point, Gus is a meme. But, Without adding to that meme, what real world value do you think Gus adds to a club that signs him in an administrative role? Do you think he has some skill in setting up pathway systems, or is that stolen valor from other people's work at Penrith? Is he good at lobbying for and securing funding from politicians, or some photo ops once the work is done? Does he sp- does his spruking a team and comms give a return on investment?
1: I don't know. I would. I'm not just not privy to those things, mate.
0: Um, um, I will say, in my opinion, his pathways work at Penrith is overrated because he spent like a bazillion dollars there's so many people in rugby league who just gave millions and millions of dollars to, they could, yeah, develop a, you know, could just develop a giant catch in and bring in all the juniors. If you don't, if you don't get held accountable for the money spent and they've streamed a lot of that back since, you know, it's pretty easy to do that kind of stuff. But the rest of it, man, we don't know about the, the lobbying or securing funds. I got no idea. You know, I don't, I've no clue. And I do think he has got value for clubs because of the spruiking he mentioned, like again, like it or not, we all know this. Gus is one of the most powerful people in the in the in the rugby league world. It's just a fact. Him being at a club helps for that reason. He may he might do nothing all year, right? But turn up to two or three meetings with players, or you know, turn up meeting to a new coach if you want to talk to something. And that could be all that matters, you know? And it doesn't fly forever because obviously Penrith got over it at some point. Don't know what happened at the Warriors. And the Bulldogs, if he did act like that we'll get over it too but there is value he'd bring otherwise yeah clubs wouldn't do it he's cachet brings value if if you're a dogs fan the my consumer would be the same as being for all the other ones he's never committed full-time to one of those gigs he's never actually dropped everything else and committed to it full-time and i just don't believe you can perform what your best ability in that type of role while still being 100% 100% footy host, a pop Gus's podcast, uh, on the calling the games on the weekends, doing calling Origin, all that kind of stuff. I don't think you can be fully active and and fully skilled in that job because a lot of that job's supposed
1: to be lower level stuff
0: than that. But, yeah,
1: yeah, not I can't argue with any of that. I just don't. Yeah, I have no idea. The Bulldogs have already built some pretty nice foundations mm. for next year. I think they're only a couple of pieces away. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Okay. What's excuse that is burp. That's disgusting.
1: Mitchell.
0: Oh, that's disgusting. Excuse me, Pete. You're right. Yeah, I'm all right. I don't know what happened. I don't don't (laughs) know why burping all of a sudden. That's that's pig areas for me here. Uh let's go back. So everyone just scored. Brenton Sloan. What is the all-time best or very worst NRL temporary rule crackdown? Um, the ones I used to hate, they used to happen every couple of years, was the, the dumb play-the-ball ones. Nobody cares if the players touch the ball on their foot. Yeah, that's probably right. No one cares. That always annoys me when it comes back because it only ever lasts temporarily. And it's still, you watch the game and it'll be like, they'll let 40 play-the-balls go by that are illegal. And then they'll stop one of them. I hate that crackdown. Uh, the general crackdown on, what was it, 2018 was uh, was something else. Certainly chaos. Yeah, it was. Uh, Next question. is low. Why won't the horsemen let players rate each other?
1: What if we got some small players to sit on the shoulders of the larger players and hit them repeatedly? Hell yeah. Uh, Sounds like good.
0: Morgs. what happens if a trainer gets sent from the field and has it ever happened to Alfie?
1: Well, if the fucking guy from the Roosters didn't get sent off the field in the grand final in 2019, I don't know what you'd have to do to get sent off. I
0: don't know what happens, like if you'd be replaced or not. I'm sure you can.
1: Actually, didn't because it happen in Queensland Cup did. the other week? It did, but I don't, I don't know what happened. Like, oh, the, the trainer called the ref yeah. or the linesman a cheat, cheat. I think, but it's yeah,
0: you know, that could happen to you. But I just like, I don't know, you just get sent off and that's it, right? I don't think yeah. there's anything else to it. Maybe there is something. I don't. know. Yeah, imagine just be
1: like when a coach gets sent off in soccer, it's just like they just go to the stands or whatever.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joe Mitchell I said, "Nothing you can't achieve with your chin up and heart full." I like uh, that Raiders
1: coach. fans are starting to believe again. Well, the one of the things that's good about that fan base. Is that doesn't take much.
0: They but, they but they also they lean into it too, but they like they let the they enjoy the wins. The yeah, losses good are terrifying, them. but <laughs> they can be, begrudge them, that's not it. I they, they bring up that goddamn ladder predictor every time and <laughs> figure out where they're gonna go. I oh, oh, you gotta, gotta respect that. Uh Liverhill, is that what that is? Liverhill. Le- that's
1: El Verhill.
0: Elvish? Oh yeah, you told me this last time, yes. but it's because it's the V's not capital. Yeah, Elvihil. it throws you off.
1: You think it's like an Elven name? Or but something. I think it's
0: like he's doing like something where he's cutting out the yeah. liver. Oh, El- uh, okay, yeah. What yeah, yeah. bottom eight team couldn't Craig Bellamy get to the top four within within two seasons?
1: Oh, top four. Top four is harder.
0: The Tigers, because mm. no one can do it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's probably the one. Oh, I, I, you know, they're not. They've got the pieces. But, yeah, I don't know. Top eight, easy. But yeah, top four, I don't know. Uh, rough Belly, which would more fall into definition of beating a dead horse? Me pointing out that Blocker has one brain cell or Blocker trying to use that brain cell? <laughs> rough. Uh, Next question, the score is up. Which individual player has benefited from the 60-game rule change the most? Oh, this is Tyrone Peachy. Easy. Dylan like, Walker? Oh, well, he has a career still. But Tyron Peachy was like, looking at one of the worst contracts in the league, you're now probably going to re-sign and play as a middle. Cody Nicarima? Mm. Excuse me. I think he benefited from a more last year. Yeah. He, has okay. now. yeah. But he, do- he also benefited a lot. He's much better half now with the current rule change. Uh, next question Ben Quagliata if you sent all the NRL players at the Olympic Village who would be the first to break the anti-sex bed <laughs> I mean Fafina probably break it with his body weights
1: <laughs> instantly I don't know oh wait is it Arrow? I'm just
0: trying to think like I don't know. saw they, that sort of like little gymnast dude jumping on it. I'm not sure that he's like 20 kilos. It doesn't count. They want the weight of two people jumping on that thing to break it. Mm, but the weird one. beds. V8 Tiger. Of the 17 tries a team of the podcast has scored in their last two games against the Broncos, which one is your favorite? Um
1: the really stupid one they scored on the weekend.
0: Yeah. Simon says uh moving Adam Dewey to the centers for half the season. Discuss. Terrible. Well that's it. That's what can't be washed away by an hour of documentary is that. And back in the halves, laid five tries on probably the best player on the field. Uh yeah, I don't know. I just I hated the time. I was like, I went off him. You know, I was giving Maggi's chance this year, but I was just I couldn't get my head around the decision making, especially for Moses Mbai. And you don't solve a problem in the centers by moving your best playmaker. No. It's just terrible. I don't know anyone can make that excuse. And I think after the game, Madge probably like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> probably shouldn't have done that, eh? Uh, Regularly wrong. What's the most obscure sport of the Olympics? Having horses there is ridiculous.
1: It's not the most obscure, though. It is the worst. It is the worst. Uh, what is the most Breakdancing, right? Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. It has to be. it. Uh, <laughs> Brendan Sloan, is the Olympics bringing back the little man and woman? <laughs> yes I don't know. Um, he also asked who are the people's
1: team breakdancing uh, breakdancing isn't technically in the Olympics till 2024
0: though oh well that's how it, I thought it was in now well,
1: that's how obscure it is So yeah there yeah. you go
0: Um. so his other question is who is the people's team in 2021 which team will be one the neutrals jump on this year
1: <sighs> that's a hard one uh, just looking at the ladder now, I don't know. No one is, none of the top six have any sort of bandwagon potential. Yeah. I know maybe, that's maybe Parramatta. Maybe that's it. I don't
0: know. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I really, I don't like. The, if the Knights sneak in, the Raiders and the Knights could have it. Yeah. They go back in that's there. That's about it. And the, the Titans Tigers. could have it too. If they got there. Okay. Yeah. But none of that top six has it. Uh, Brenton, uh, sorry, Harvey Smartass, Giannis, on tent and Kumpo discuss. <laughs> uh, Simon says, NBA boom rookies, question mark. Yeah, we've been there. We did a lot. <laughs> oh, God, there's a lot of Giannis questions there. Giannis, Giannis, fuck you. Yes. Last question. Colmanos says, dear boom rookies, there are too many Olympic sports nowadays. Please do that three.
1: All I'm right, not let's a eliminate I, like, So he
0: has three, his... three by three, three on three basketball being there. I didn't even know that was in the Olympics. It's sick
1: though. Until it's awesome.
0: like, um, I didn't know it was in there until uh, Jake friend of the podcast the other day was going through dumb Olympic sports, and I was like, wait, three on three basketball is in there. Not only is it in there, America didn't win it last time.
1: What do you mean they didn't win it last time?
0: Didn't this it? is the first time. No, was it the Tokyo? Wasn't? Oh, this was. I'm sorry. No, they didn't win right? the World <laughs> Cup.
1: Didn't win the World Cup. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it. That's it. The first time. What the hell's it doing in there? Ah, uh, it's dope. I watched the game the other day. It was awesome. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it is dope, but it's um. No, America didn't even qualify. But yes, they did. Yeah, they did. You have to score.
0: So, it's like you reach 21 points in 10 minutes to win,
1: right? No, America didn't qualify in the men's tournament. There you go. They didn't even qualify. Wow. that's funny. Um, See, am I reading this correctly? You might be. Maybe no. Hang on. No, they're here bad radio for us uh oh no there they are they are playing um no it's cool i watched a couple of games the other day like and and it's fun um he's chosen some terrible answers why would you not want sport climbing sport climbing looks cool um and judo yeah fine whatever but like
0: i I think it's hilarious that cricket's not in there
1: still 2020
0: cricket should be there
1: um if i'm getting rid of three equestrians the no-brainer obvious one like shouldn't be in there it's fucked um Oh, you're right. This website is very hard to read. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so equestrian is the easy. That's that. I think I, I surely you agree. That's first boot. Get it out of here.
0: Yeah. the The website looks like America aren't in it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. so equestrian one, golf two. Oh, okay. golf. being makes it a joke as well. Yeah. Golf shouldn't be there. So that's two easy ones, I think. Um. And then yeah, I, I don't know. Is it probably probably sailing? Synchronized swimming, uh, that's kind of cool though. They get, <laughs> yeah. they get their time in the sun. The reason sailing shouldn't be there is because, like equestrian, it's just yes. like a thing for rich people to do. Yeah, I agree. Actually, that shouldn't be there. Anyone can jump in a pool and synchronize.
0: Terrible, uh, yeah. I think synchronize is down there though. It's down the it's, bo- near the I'm, bottom. I'm
1: not gonna watch it, but golf, golf, equestrian, sailing for me. Get them out of here. Yep.
0: So, by the way, so I,
1: I googled then.
0: I was like, what is the best Olympic sport? I want to get the reversed answer, what people think is the best. Okay. found a 538 article and down the bottom, the worst sports are equestrian, synchronized swimming, golf, rhythmic gymnastics, shooting and sailing and archery or
1: whatever yeah. metric they've
0: done. Um, shooting
1: is also. I'm not going to watch shooting. It's really boring to watch. But at the same time, like they don't have anything else. Let it go.
0: But the funny thing is, actual gymnastics is like in the top ten. I agree. By the way, they're even really ones that are the dancing around shit, right? Oh garbage. yeah, that's garbage.
1: What's the one Simone Biles does? That one's cool.
0: Yeah, the top, the top end of gymnastics is cool. All the yeah. actual gymnast gym things they do, awesome. Just dancing and then posing, garbage. yeah out.
1: That's fine. Um, European handball is great. Love watching that for two, yeah. like a few days every four years. Um.
0: Yeah. Got any sport. random
1: any random thing like I got really to the modern remember the uh Australian girl modern pentathlon that was cool in Rio. We had no idea what was going on but there was a laser shooting thing involved. Um by the way, uh, rugby sevens in this is like seventh. And
0: I just yeah. got to, people like it. There you That's yeah, go. good. So what they did You got to did... remember
1: other countries don't see rugby all year. Yeah, the so funny, for them it's yeah, kind don't. of a novelty.
0: But the funny thing with it is so what how they did it it's like a win percentage of like they did Head-to-head matchup, like they, oh, what's better, volleyball or soccer? And you say volleyball. They went that direction. So volleyball's become out, come out in this, by the way, as the best Olympic sport in this in this vote, which is ridiculous. But
1: that's a that's a garbage take.
0: Actually, sorry, the best one individual event, the hundred meter relay. Sorry, hundred meter sprint in, in track and field came at the best event. Yeah, well, yeah, of
1: course. But, I was going to say that's that should be normal. But all. they
0: averaged that over sports over time. But yeah, so there's like a whole bunch of track and field events that on their own or like the top five. Yeah, events, no one wants to like watch like race
1: walking. That's, that's what brings their average
0: down. And so listen, like,
1: I run, I am a distance runner, but I don't want to sit there and watch a marathon. <laughs> <you> so <know? laughs>
0: like, if you look at track and field, that probably kills it. They average it out. So average it's, it's fifth overall track and field, but the hundred meter sprint won 85% of its matchups, which is by far the most. And then the hundred relay run 80%. No other sport
1: has like over like 70%. I think that's probably fair. So, and even yeah. then, like women's soccer, I'll watch the men's one, not so much because yeah. it's not like actually the teams. But. It's not, which is still weird. But yeah, so they had the,
0: so the individual, the five best individual events the Olympics, according to this metric are the 100 metre, the 4 by 100 metre, by 400 the hurdles and the 400 metre. That's what people voted. Hurdles? Uh, Get out of here. Come yeah, on I, I can't send the hurdles. But uh, it's just, rugby being out there is good though. Rugby sevens is, like I'm not a big rugby fan anymore. People know the union version, sevens is still a cracking sport. Yeah, might. um, but yeah, the, I love this time of year. Like, I'm feeling as less patriotic Australian as I ever have, yeah. <laughs> this, but still watch watch uh, some European handball.
1: Oh, mate, love some European. Handball.
0: Uh, friend of the show, Jack Cronin sisters, in there. Uh, oh, yeah, she
1: is too. That's right. Yeah, so we'll be
0: for, oh, she be getting the original exclusive for when I won, once she uh, she wins something, a medal. Surely, we're getting this exclusive. Well, you'd there. think so, yes
1: hopefully anyway that's
0: it that's the questions
1: excellent we did it we'd come to the end of another episode um i had fun did you i did have fun excellent glad yeah, to hear I, it. I enjoy when
0: half the podcast isn't about rugby league
1: <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yeah fair
0: enough there's some bonuses coming
1: yeah there are keep it keep a look out there's some cool shit on the way but uh, you have to be a Patreon to get it. So if you want to support us, patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Oh, God, so, this is
0: a good tweet. Sorry, I shouldn't read tweets. Yeah, I'm doing it anyway. Go on. I, I tweeted about the, um, we should have Olympic church outside the Newer Brisbane newer Brisbane Arena in the, in the Olympics. Of course. And the scores that responded, what's this? A group of Ian Thorpes climbing up the side of Olympic church. Very good. Get, give them the hose.
1: <laughs> give them get, the hose. They'd swim they through did, it though. They would. <laughs> All right. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me.